Psalm 78 is um, is a, a passage that I found myself going back to over and over this week. It is in my uh, my my weekly lectionary readings, and uh, that was what led me to it. and And I looked ahead at the Psalms for the next couple of weeks, and, uh, and that's what we'll look at prior to heading into our season of Advent. And so, with um, as I was was jumping into this psalm, it has one of my one of my favorite verses in it, where it talks about declaring God's power to the next generation. It talks about uh, basically the fact that um, each of us that has a God story is uniquely positioned to share that story with others and uh, to continue this ongoing story of God. Um, your answers and responses to uh, to that question that I threw out earlier, that's, that's a part of your story. And that is what we need to share. I think of stories a lot like embers. And maybe this will be a great uh, thought for us on this chilly morning <laughs> as we're seated outside. We'll, we'll think about warm things like embers. Um, as I was reflecting on how our stories can have such an impact, and that's what uh, much of what Psalm 78 talks about, um, I thought about embers. And embers, as you know, um, are a glowing um, piece of wood or coal, and embers radiate substantial amounts of heat even after the fire has has been extinguished. In fact, uh, if you've been camping, you know that when you get up on a cold morning, you climb out of that tent and you wish that fire from the night before was still going, you know that if you just get down on your knees and breathe into that fire pit, you breathe on what looks like cold gray embers, you will see something beginning to come to life. You will see the orange and you will see a little bit of smoke. And pretty soon if you add a little bit of kindling, you will have a fire going again because those embers contained within them a heat that was contagious. Set the world ablaze. There have been stories that have transformed communities, stories that have transformed generations. And this is what the psalmist is talking about. He is saying there is a story of what God has done, and we must not forget to tell it. There is a story of God's faithfulness, even when we struggled to be faithful ourselves. God remained faithful, and that's the story that we can tell. He begins in Psalm 78 by saying, My people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. The first thing I would like for you to do is to acknowledge that you have a story. You have a story. This is not something that you... Um, you have to look to someone else and say, I hope they have a good story. I want you to reflect on the story that you have, and I want you to see the importance that your story can have on, on other people. God has one way of reaching the world. There, there's really no plan B. Um, his way of sharing Christ and sending redemption throughout the world, is just, this is his one way of doing it. He wants to change one life, 
And that one changed life reaches out and tells their story of life change in a way that other people hear it. And then those people go out and they tell it. It is not our job to change the world, but it is our job to share our stories. And as we share those stories and a fire begins to take place, God is the one that will set the world ablaze. As we position ourselves to do what God has called us to do, it's very simple. We share our stories. We talk about the goodness of God. And this is something that, that uh, we read about all throughout scriptures. You read about it in the Old Testament and in the New Testament over and over. God is saying, teach these things to your children. Share these things with a younger generation. Declare my goodness to those who are yet unborn is over and over we read throughout the scriptures that we have a story to tell. In verse two, um, the psalmist goes on to say, I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things from of old. And so in other words, it, we don't want to keep this to ourselves as we share this. And what are these hidden things? Does it mean, is it something that we, um, we want? To, uh, to know ourselves that would be difficult to share. These hidden things are actually that God is merciful and patient with rebellious people. God is the type of God who sees us and loves us in spite of sometimes how we have lived. And if you read through Psalm 78, and just so you know, if you want to choose to read through Psalm 78 later this week, I encourage you to do so. It is, aside from Psalm 119, it is the longest psalm that we have. And it is a telling of the history of Israel, of what God has done for them, um, particularly how God rescued them from, uh, from slavery in Egypt set them free to worship him. It recounts the great and miraculous things that God did, but it also does not hesitate to talk about how Israel continued to be a rebellious people. And I think that's interesting. This Psalm doesn't just kind of gloss over that. It talks about when the people followed God. It talks about when the people didn't follow God because the hero of the story is who? Is God. And as the hero of the story, what we realize is that God is the one who remained faithful. And so the hidden story that you have to share is not how great you have done or how not so great maybe you have done, but the beautiful part of your story is how God has remained faithful throughout. My story is a story of God's grace, of God remaining faithful oftentimes more in spite of me <laughs> than because of me. And this story is like an ember. It is one that, that we can share. When it's uh, in verses three and also five, there's a word uh, that's... Do you want me to wear the red one on my nose? Yeah, that was that's what I was expecting. <laughs> I honestly thought that's what you were gonna, <laughs> that's what you were coming up here to do. It tells you what kind of a, a friendship Jonathan and I have. I just figure he's gonna have me wear a clown nose while I'm up here. I don't know. Um, so there's a word uh, tell and told, just a different tense of that verb in uh, verses three and five. It says things we have heard and known 
things our ancestors have told to us and uh, things that we tell to other people. This word tell is, a, it comes from a root word that basically means to carve a, a, a notch into something. It's to tally something. It's like to take a knife and to begin to, to make marks. And so what this is a picture of saying, I've got a story to tell. Here's one of them. Oh, I've got more stories to tell. And we keep telling story after story after story. And if you can just kind of picture this tree full of one, two, three, four, and a slash, one, two, three, four, slash, one, two, three, we could fill how many trees with the stories, marking them by the stories that God has shared and God has done in us. What is your story? How can you be sharing that story? I want to say, as we think about this as embers, um, this was the phrase that um, I was actually reading a, a book about, um, well, it was a blog post about how many members of churches uh, maybe have slipped away during COVID, how many members can we expect to come back? And for whatever reason, I, I misread the word member as ember. And I, as I read that in my mind, I was like, well, that's a weird, weird way to think about it. You know, instead of members, they have embers. And then I went back and realized it was member. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, that's what we need. Our churches don't need members. We need embers. We need to be that person. We need to be that group of people where there is a fire inside us. The story of what God is doing that we cannot contain. A story that we must share with others. It's a story that burns so hot that in some of the scariest times, we don't know what to do other than to begin to sing the name of Jesus and to worship right there where we are. Amen? It's a story that we are inspired to share and it's a story that you have heard maybe from someone else. And as a result of that, it's almost like God is just blowing on what seems like a cold gray self that is you. God begins to breathe. And there are those wisps of smoke. There's that orange glow. And it's a reminder that he is still alive in you as he breathes into you. We know here in Northern California we know what can happen with just one blowing ember, do we not? What could happen in Marin? What could happen beyond as we allow ourselves to be blown by the Spirit and the goodness of God within us catches fire? Bay Marin does not need more members. I'm not going to say no if somebody wanted to start coming to our church. What we need, actually, it's not about what we need. What our community needs is for Bay Moran to have more embers, for God to breathe into us, to remind us that he is good and he is faithful. And that is the story that we are going to share. How can God use your story? What if you were to begin with the way that the psalmist did, 
my people hear my teaching, listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things. I will utter God's faithfulness from of old. And we declare that over and over and over. An apprentice of Jesus is one who is able to spread the goodness of God's kingdom to everyone that he comes in contact with. We are apprentices who God sets on fire. We are embers who God has placed here for us to come in contact with the people around us. I have a book on my shelf in my office that was written by my great, great, great uncle Oscar Taylor. And the title of the book is 70 Years in Ministry. It's a little autobiography that he wrote in his 90s. He lived, I think, to 104. Um, he, at one time, if you're familiar with the Annuity Board and the Southern Baptist Convention, he was honored at a convention as being the, um, the only living charter member of the Annuity Board, <laughs> which was the retirement program for, for Southern Baptists at the time. Um, so he writes this book, 70 Years in the Ministry, and it is how God is faithful. How God had proved himself faithful is my great, great, great Uncle Oscar Taylor pastored churches in Lower Arkansas for 70 years. What's your story? Maybe you put it in print. Maybe you should put it in print. I know some of you are in that process and I'm grateful. Uh, maybe you take the time to journal. Maybe you take the time to just gather your family around the dinner table tonight and you say, hey, I, want to, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Maybe you gather with your spiritual family, whether it's Zoom or on someone's back patio. You say, you know, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but let me tell you about this time that God, and then you just fill in the blank there. What is it that God has done in your life that you can share? Because I am convinced that our way forward is as embers, not just members. For people to know that there is something in us that has caught fire. There is something in us that we can't contain to ourselves. What is your story? And how are you going to pass on those stories of God's goodness? As I said, much of Psalm 78 highlights actually how Israel failed to obey. Um, if you have your communion elements, I want you to go ahead and grab those now. Why would the psalmist mention all of these things that Israel struggled with? And very simply, the psalmist is celebrating the fact that our relationship with God is not dependent on our ability to maintain that relationship as much as it is dependent upon God's ability to maintain that relationship. God established the covenant. Jesus reaffirmed it. This is the covenant, he said, of my blood. He established it, and he is the one that maintains it. How many of you have had a conversation with someone, 
And this is going to kind of sound a little churchy. So if you're not familiar with this kind of lingo, just hang with me for a second. But how many of you have said, so how's your relationship with God going right now? And what do we typically respond with? With the things that we are doing? Well, it's going pretty good. I've been reading my Bible regularly or going pretty good. I'm, I've been going to church or maybe it's a, I don't know that it hasn't really been that great lately. I don't remember the last time I prayed. We tend to voice how our relationship with God is based upon what we do. But try this on. How's your relationship with God right now? Let me answer that for you. It is amazing because of what God is doing. <laughs> your relationship with God is rock solid because of God. If you have invited him into your life, he is not letting go of you. He continues to show his mercies anew every day in your life. So how's your relationship with God? It is great because God is great. When we celebrate communion, really what we are doing is we are celebrating God's unconditional love for us. We are celebrating that Jesus did for us what we were unable to do for ourselves. And so if you have this handy, if you can take this wafer, as Jesus gathered around with his closest friends on what we now know of as the Last Supper, he looked at his closest friends and he began to describe to them this new relationship, this new covenant that they could enter into that was going to be based upon the work that he was about to do, that he was about to bring to completion on the cross. And he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body lifted, for, lifted up for you. As often as you eat this bread, you remember me. And after the meal, he took the cup. This cup is the new covenant and my blood as often as you drink this cup and eat this bread, you remember the Lord's death. Father, I thank you that you are good, that our relationship with you is great because of what you have done, because of your great display of love for us. Lord, your promises are sure. Your promises are true. And what makes our story so powerful is knowing that you as God, who was the same yesterday, who is the same today, will also be the same tomorrow as more stories unfold. Lord, may we catch fire. May we be embers blown by your spirit. Connecting with others, establishing kingdom pods everywhere we go. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.